Slack Guy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Um, just before we really get into things here, I want to reach out to those who are listening to the podcast via their ears to the audio version of the podcast and there is another version of this podcast which is on youtube so if you want to watch it like a tv show or something you can you can watch it over on youtube and i feel that this week is um is a good week to to start watching this because there's there's an incident that happened before i came to record the podcast as i was leaving the house i just want to point out first actually for those listening before you go over if you were like listen I like an audio podcast. A podcast should be solely audio. That's what a podcast was in its origins. Origins, whatever way you say it. I don't know, because there's a new Irish language act coming in. I'm trying to learn both, all right, or Jesh. And those of you that just were like, you know what, I like to, I like to watch it like a TV show. So there's a difference there. The audio people are like, I'll never switch over. That's fair enough. For those of you that, that want to envision what I'm wearing, Ben, what am I wearing? Uh, a pink polo shirt. Now, is a pink polo shirt appropriate for this kind of weather? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's the sort of shirt that you would wear if you're going around to your friends for a barbecue, you know, have a couple of drinks, you know, before you have one too many drinks and end up, you know, hitting on your mate's wife or, or bottling another friend who is somehow in the friends group still after all these years, but nobody really likes them. That kind of guy. But I'm just, I'm dressed for the summer. I'm like a summertime guy. I'm feeling good. I'm leaning into summer and I'm feeling myself. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I look good and I'm feeling sharp. So as I'm leaving the house, my wife goes to me, Dave. And I said, yes, my love. And she goes, are you going to record the podcast? And I went, hey, yeah, I am. Why? And she goes, oh, all right. It's just, I wasn't sure whether you were going to record the podcast or whether you were going to threaten the kneecap a group of 15-year-olds who had collected the wrong word for the bonfire. Yeah, and I went, sorry? And she went, yeah, because, I mean, you're dressed like a full paramilitary. Now, that's fair enough, if that's what she thinks. Now, I, well, this isn't the full outfit I had on. When I was still in the house, I, I was wearing my sunglasses. I'm wearing a pair of shorts, I had this on. And to be fair, I've taken out the hoop earrings because I did think that was too far. But she said to me, you look like a paramilitary now i will like to point out whenever you say you look like a paramilitary here there there are different looks of paramilitaries you know if for example i was um you know maybe had longer hair a bit more scraggly my beard was a bit longer and i might be wearing an iron jumper you'd probably be going you look like a paramilitary but you'd very much quickly go into your mind that's a certain type of paramilitary the same way as if you're wearing a flamboyant pink polo shirt, people will go, oh, I know what sort of paramilitary you are. There is a divide. Now, the way things are for, for by the way, this this podcast, Ben, you said all the time, anytime you come in to the room, he's like, international podcast, baby. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. We have an international audience. People listen across the world to this podcast. People in Singapore listen. Bizarrely enough, people in Qatar listen. So I'm sorry for what I said about the World Cup. Get me tickets. But everybody listens around the world to this podcast, so we don't want to keep it too centric to Northern Ireland for, you know, to, to lose those those listeners. But what I will say is things in Northern Ireland at the minute are potentially on a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of a knife edge. It's coming into the, the marching season. Tensions are a little high with the old sea border. You know, the uh, an Irish language-ish act-ish is out that's, you know, that's been agreed. People aren't happy about it. You know, don't speak it if you don't like it, whatever. But 
you know, people are, are wound up, you know, people are, are are not happy. And I mean, that's fair, that's everyone's prerogative. You know, should maybe we worry about day-to-day things a little bit more in this country, like, you know, waiting lists at hospitals, housing, you know, just, just caring for our family and our, our incomes, maybe. Maybe, but it wouldn't be here if we didn't like to sweat the small stuff. But what I'm saying is, despite all of that, despite all the issues, despite what people say, a lot is to be said for certain paramilitary style. You know, there are guys out there who are style icons, you know, with the shaved heads, the permatan skin, the the, 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 the earrings, the skin-tight vests, the jeans. It's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It is a vibe. And, I mean, more. there should be more chic. Like, I would like to see, you know, in Milan Fashion Week, there would be a range... Which is just like I can't speak Spanish. I I can speak Italian, but I imagine it would be like it's Italiano. It would be paramilitario. You know, it would be like el paramilitare. That sounds probably more Spanish, but listen, this is Spanish Spanish designer el pa, el paramilitario Milano Fashion Week, and just have just guys all all bald, tanned, slightly fat but a bit muscly you don't know whether they're fat or jacked it could be either that's the joy of a certain type of paramilitary just walking the catwalks in bespoke polo shirts jeans your boot cut of course but just like will you put really really white trainers on walking down we chain and then when they get to the end of the catwalk they just stop and go you love it and then turn around back down the down the catwalk i mean that would be the vibe that we all want and i mean look i mean i nearly give it away loyalist paramilitary style is is a vibe you know they have got great looks and i think we should embrace it more you know that's the way if i was in the dup and i've said this before i'm keen to be their pr guy i'd be reaching out to grassroots level loyalism by changing my attire like if i was edwin puts i'd be like listen you know i've fallen foul of the of people now the grassroots voter the electorate don't like me anymore you know i've, I've mugged myself because i've too many concessions, whatever. I would just turn up, you know, in a in a crosshatch vest, pair of umbro shorts, and Reebok classics, and the boys would be like, "Oh, he's one of us. He like he's one of our own." Edwin puts, he's one of our own. You know, that's what I do. And now Donaldson's going to be taken. I pick the head. First thing I do is just Jeffrey Donaldson pick the head, get the ears pierced, and just head down to the bony in a puffer jacket. And I'd just be like, "Listen, I'm one of you guys." We together will make Ulster great again. You know, maybe that's something I'd like to see. But I mean, I feel very much that, that that's where the gap in the market is. And you know, listen, if I can reach out to everyone, as everyone knows, I'm a I'm a cross community bisexual guy. I love everybody in this country. I just want to bring us all together. And yes, I may be wearing a I may be wearing a very um, <laughs> a very distinguishable loyalist outfit this week. Next week. You know, I'll be very. I could be very Republican. You know, I could be very much. Just, I'll just be wearing. You know, I'll wear a shirt. I'll wear no tie, and I'll wear like a wee, like you know, tweed tweed jacket if I'm going for the the like vintage Sinn Fein look. Um, or just go straight for the iron jumpers. You know what I mean? All all year round, even in the sun, go for that. But look, what I'm saying is, my wife's a bitch, and she shouldn't have insulted me before I left the house. Put my train of thought completely up, but. It, it is what it is. I said my, my train of thoughts completely up. That's wrong. I meant off. There's a prime example 
of what I mean. My mind is gone. My brain is shot. Shouldn't be doing the podcast. Should be in my bed. Fuck my wife. <laughs> That's my point. But on the bright side, for those of you that get to see this and witness it, we're here on YouTube. For um, anyone that's listening to the podcast on the audio, subscribe to the YouTube. That's where you know we we get to see all the all the. Ben, what is it? What is? How would you describe this? You're the producer. What is it we do? What is this? He doesn't even know what what this is. Like this, what this is. I mean, I've said it earlier about Lois paramilitary attire. It's a vibe. You know, it is what it is. This is the vibe. This podcast. It's getting people on board. It's a cult. The the audio listens are, are flying at the minute. Let's bring the video with us. Let's get over to YouTube. YouTube Sly Guy Podcast, and then find an episode and just go on to whatever my YouTube channel is because I don't know. It's been there for so long, and I've posted fuck all on it for so long. I don't know what it's called. Go and find it. Get on the Sly Guy podcast and subscribe. And you get to look at this mush every week. Next week, we're going for Republican outfits. The week after, who knows? P- picking others. Um, what about Ju- Judaism? You know, I might just go for all backgrounds. Maybe the week after, I'll maybe sport some kind of, you know, I was going to say like traditional Indian royalty attire. You know, I might, I'll represent all people of all backgrounds because i am in many respects like nelson mandela the leader of the rainbow nation and i know very well that there are people who i mentioned earlier in the dup who are not very fond of anything to do with rainbows they're welcome too we're all welcome in davy's arms but yeah we're over on youtube and um the response to last week's podcast has been superb um, with a lot of new followers, a lot of new people checking out the podcast and that i appreciate the wee clip we did um where we got the actual Van Morrison to come in and introduce the podcast was, you know, a, a real hit. So thanks to everybody that enjoyed that. And um, we we we've been in discussions with Van. Um, outside of that, the actual Van Morrison would he like to do some kind of collab? And he said no. Um, categorically, his representatives have said that they would not collaborate with us under any circumstances. They don't do podcasts, and also if we don't take the clip down, they will do us for libel. But hey, we're a nation, or we're, we're the rainbow nation of all. We're, that's what we, Ben, this is the podcast episode, the rainbow nation of all. And we welcome everyone. Van Morrison's welcome. Ian Paisley Jr.'s welcome. Cher's welcome. And I nearly weirdly went along. I nearly said Gary Glitter's welcome there. I don't know where that came from. I didn't mean that. I, I, I didn't, hey, listen, we're digging ourselves a hole, but it is what it is. My point is subscribing to YouTube. There we are, guys. That's what we're trying to say. And check out previous episodes and just have a good time um i just want to address one thing on the episode before we get um too deep into things i received a very pleasant email from um from a gentleman called lee this week via my agent now this is the thing um obviously the odd time will get anytime i get information or an email from my agent i get excited because my first thought is work yes so when I got an email from my agent, I was like, "Yes, work." And then it was was a was a message from a listener saying they enjoyed the podcast, which I won't say I was annoyed about because obviously I appreciate it, but also like I mean, you know, I'd rather it have been work. But hey, we'll not we'll not we'll not split hairs. Basically, it was from a listener of the podcast called Lee who wasn't sure how to you know get in touch with the podcast because he's not a social media guy and sent me an email and just basically said that. He enjoys listening to the podcast. He enjoys listening to the rants about being a parent, which 
you know it's it's just unfortunately i mean unfortunately that's my life now i just have to be a parent so i appreciate that you, that you're listening i appreciate that the the content of this podcast resonates with people and hey thank you very much for getting in touch and genuinely joking aside i do appreciate it and um if one of the aims of the podcast when we started off myself and ben firstly we said like what's number one goal of this podcast ben money it's it, no it's not that's not what the it's nice if it comes you know but it you know what that's a, that's a good analogy isn't it ben like it's like anything it's not the the end result it's the getting there isn't it so like you like you like sexual anecdotes i know you do and i said it's nice when it comes you know that's true it is nice when you climax during sex isn't it ben it's a wonderful experience but sometimes it's just as nice to do the act. Do you know what I mean? Do you get what Do you get what I'm saying? So what I mean is, even if the podcast doesn't make a load of money, it's nice to to do it for people. Yes, if at the end of it we can come, absolutely terrific. But if we don't, if we're just hard for a bit, that's a nice feeling too. So my point is, guys, just get a little bit hard sometimes. Enjoy it to a point, and it doesn't have to be a climax. But what I'm trying to say is, the podcast doesn't earn enough to make a living out of, but if we... What I'm saying is, if you make a bit of money at the end of it, it's just a nice byproduct to do on the podcast. Lee, why did you send me an email saying you enjoyed it? Once again, I'm down a hole. I'm talking about being hard in a hole coming... What I'm saying is the podcast in and of itself is a pleasure. It is a pleasure to do the podcast. Yes, if you're having sex, it's a pleasure to do that. It's pleasurable to have an erection. It's a joy in some instance to be erect. On on some occasions, that's maybe more rewarding than ejaculating at the end. That's maybe more like, wasn't it in the, wasn't there something like this in the Bible, Ben? About... Like, give me a, a guy's name from the Bible, Mo, Mo, Moses, not Mo, just Mo in the Bible, right? Stick with me. Mo in the Bible said it's better to go up the mountain, isn't it? He said, listen, it's good. It, do, it doesn't matter what's at the top of the mountain. It's the route, to, not the boner, <laughs> but the route to get. It's the journey that gets you to the top. That is what you cherish in history, not the end result. You know, the destination is not as good as the route. You can take pleasure in a route, but not always. A climax is good and the destination means something, but the route's most important. So what I'm saying is doing the podcast week in, week out for people to enjoy is is what I take out of it and is the joy that I get. Ben, did that make sense? Yes, and you you are happy to be here and not get paid, isn't that correct? He's not in his head, he's going, absolutely not. I would not do this for free. Fair. But listen, what money we do make on Patreon and through sponsorship goes to him. I make nothing. I just come here with a route. There's no ejaculation. Sadly, maybe one day you, he suggested that's an idea. We could have like an explicit version. And I said, Ben, no too far but my point is it's the pleasure we get giving we don't need to receive money i mean what listen 
bench. We do a motivational podcast on the side as well as, as this, just to motivate people, make them feel better, give them inspiration. And no, right. Let me tell you, sir, I, I think I'm very good at offering advice. You, I want you to make up a quick scenario just in your head of somebody, like, like say I'm a guru, somebody comes for me for advice, so pick anything in someone's day-to-day life that they might want a bit of advice from, and I will give you good analogies to help you with um, that advice. They're having difficulties in their marriage. Right, okay. And is this a man and a woman? Is it what what people would define as a traditional marriage, or is it like a modern, you know, more open? It's a twenty-year-old man and a thirty-year-old man. Right. Okay. And what are the difficulties these two men are having? Um, leaving pubes in sync. Right. Okay. And the pubes are they? Let me just say, are they brown pubes or are they grey pubes? I'm trying to ascertain where they're coming from. They're grey. They belong to the fifty-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Now, has the 50-year-old man, has these pubes just fallen out as way of nature or has he used a little more 3.0 from Manscaped to shave his pubes to be? He has used 3.0. Right, okay. Old, the older man, what he's trying to do, I'd say, listen, on some occasions, the destination is more important than the route. The old man is travelling along a windy road. And you know what that windy road is, Ben? It's life. He's walking along the road, along that road... He has, how long ago did he meet the 20 year old? How many years ago are we talking? Um, what age was he? So let's say two years. Oh, right, okay. So, so two years, okay. So if he met this 20 year old two years ago, he was 18. All right, so he's walking along this windy road. He would be then at what stage? 48. And he's walking along. He meets this, this 18 year old. He, he, he goes to him, listen, do you want to come on a journey with me? And the young boy, a young impressionable boy, probably you know just out of the home, maybe not too sure of himself, goes, yes, master. And I mean, I don't know why for the sake of the story he calls the guy master because they're all equal lovers, but along that road he brings this guy with him and down the road they walk through some difficulties together because yes, with a lot of things there will be stigma. People will judge the age gap. That's unfortunately society we live in. You know, because technically, you know, whenever that... The, the, the 20-year-old was 10, you know, the 50-year-old was 40, and that's when we encounter problems. But luckily they met when he was 18 and 48, you know, it's fine. So they're walking along the road, um, and along that way there will be some, like, different things, different paces, different life. You know, the older man will struggle, maybe sometimes because he's not as fit as he once was. The younger man will be sprightly, will be bounding down the road. The older man probably enjoys it because he'll be able to look at the, the younger man's, like, probably really muscular you know tight bottom because I imagine like the, the the younger guy would be into a lot of squatting you know what i mean this again this is my analogy my story this is my, my backstory and i fan- fantasize i fantasize about the young man squatting okay he's down there there's a lot of common ground you know there's a lot of stuff they enjoy um but ultimately there's a few you know a few creeks in the old rudder over the years and one of those creeks maybe pubes in a sink but what I would say to the little boy is fuck you I took you in when you had no money and have paid your way so just be fucking grateful that she had my pubes and you don't have to eat a big cock filled bush alright how about that you fucking ungrateful bastard go back to your parents go back to your parents after two years living with me let them think about what we've getting, been getting up to for two years and let, let, live with that you fucking dick 
and then come and get me with your pubes. And by the way, 20% off the code slag guy, all caps on manscaped.com. The route is not always the case. The destination is important. So hopefully those guys, the difficulty they would have in their journey will be erased by 69 in each other, basically, is what I'm saying. To get to the 69 point and then you climax, that's all forgiven for the shaving of the pubes. Ben, did that make sense? Mm, yeah right give me an easier one this is what this is now by the way if you want to tune out this week I'm sorry it is what it is um, let's say a 25 year old and 25 year old are they different genders yes they're different man and woman correct who's older uh, the man mm, and who's younger and what age is the younger one and what's the problem? Um, lack of intimacy in their relationship. Remem, get over it. There you go. Destination unknown. <laughs> Destination trombone. Do you know what trombone is sexually, Ben? Uh, I fear you're about to tell me. But do you know? Do you know what a trombone is? I think it might actually be called a rusty trombone. It's actually. I have a friend of mine who um, he describes himself as. <laughs> He describes himself as is a BB is BB King a trombonist? Um who let me see who's a famous tromboner. Um famous famous trombone player. BB King's just a singer, I think. Um I mean, listen, I like the name of this guy. JJ Johnston, there's a famous trombonist. I'll call my friend PJ Johnston, let's just say. And he is a master of the rusty trombone. And what the must, rusty trombone is, for those of you who don't know, it's Ben. Can you imagine you're the man? And by the way, anyone can do this as long as it is on a male partner. It has to be delivered to a male partner for obvious reasons. Unless you want to do it in a female partner and she's wearing a strapon, as Ben would say. You know, you're standing right. So you're standing like this, Ben, right? You're like this. Legs are akimbo. You got your your you your, you have an erection, all right. Your penis is erect. And how do you play a trombone? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? What do you do into the the wee mouthpiece? <laughs> yep, you blow right. So what you do to deliver a rusty trombone is you get behind your partner, okay. So they've got their their buttocks are in and in and around your face, okay. And you, you sort of open up the the butt a bit, and you put your mouth in and around the anus. I think you could probably lick or blow if you want, but then you reach round and you grab onto the penis, yeah. and while you're going. <laughs> You can imagine that. You do that. Now, for those that are subscribed to Patreon, you'll see a reenactment of that on this week's post podcast with Ben and I in all kinds of positions. But that's what the rusty trombone is. So I'd say, look, do the rusty trombone, move on, you'll be fine. And that's love, Ben, isn't it? I am a, I, I feel like I am a guru, a relationship guru. And I'm here. If any of the listeners want any intimacy advice on next week's podcast, please um, hashtag intimacy advice. I want intimacy advice. Ask me, I'll give you. 
all the advice I can give. And Ben, see if you're having any issues with your in your relationship with your wife. Suggest the R to RT, the rusty trombone. And then, I mean, listen, I'm sure there are other instruments in the brass range you could try as well. Like a tuba. I mean, that's probably something entirely different. But hey, give it a rattle. And that's love. Love is about doing things sometimes that, you know, you don't want to do. Like, you know, going out with your, your wife's friends and stuff, you know. That's what love is. Um. And love is forgiveness as well. In fact, I'm forgiving my wife for calling me a paramilitary, but it is what it is. Speaking of love, Ben, didn't you tell me that there's something to do with Love Island happened this week? Yes, they all got on. The, they got on. Is it the new series? Is that? Because there wasn't one last year, sure, there wasn't? Because of COVID? Is it not local, no? It's not somewhere in the UK, maybe? No, last, the last one was South Africa, but I don't think there was one. I watched one in America, maybe. That was the like in LA, Love Island, USA, which by the way I enjoy a lot, because I must admit it. Like some people would be like, "Man, I don't watch Love Island. It's fucking shit, man. It's a girl's pr- hair. Love Island's great. Yeah, what you do with Love Island? You go into your living room, you take your brain out, and you pop it in the in the fishbowl, and you just chill out for an hour, relax, enjoy it, get involved in it, and hope people stay together. That's what what Love Island is. Um, the winter series. There was a winter series. When was that? 2020. I didn't. I didn't want. Was that in in South Africa? Uh, yeah. So the, there you go. Point being, Ben, I don't don't get at me about Love Island trivia. All right, I know my shit. So there's going to be a new series. The guests were announced. There was some people giving off, which is a point that I made before. They're like, why is there why is there no same sex Love Island? And what I would love more than anything would be just a gay man Love Island. I mean, you couldn't probably call it Love Island. It'd probably have to be called something entirely different, like Sex World or like Sex House, because it'd just be a load of guys just getting on top of each other, and it'd be great. It'd be what I want to watch on television. I'm going to pitch it, as in I, and I would be happy to be involved in any any part of it, You know, whether that be presenting, contesting, you know, whatever, behind the camera, in front of the camera, handling the camera. Sex World producers hollered your boy but this year the love island is back and they've released the new list of contestants and you know what there's a lot of um hate over the last years about it being not being very diverse this year diverse af and that's good there's a guy let me let me just go through these guys for you for those you haven't seen there's a guy called aaron francis who by the way have a more basic name aaron francis i mean see if you're like your friends, like, oh, I've met this new guy. You're like, oh, what's he like? Oh, he's amazing. He's, you know, really, really sound. We get on so well. He's just like, you know, the yin to my yang. And you're like, oh, okay, what's his name? Aaron Francis. You go, oh, instantly boring. Aaron Francis, to be fair, cute guy. What's his job? Luxury events host, which, by the way, would be very much a job that would be featured on Sex World. So if we get on Sex World together, Aaron Francis and myself would get... um get involved in that. Aaron's keen to get back into the relationship game after being single for around seven months. Oh no. Wearing a mask apparently puts a dampener on any dates he goes on. Well guess what Aaron would it be more fun to die of COVID eh? You fucking selfish prick. Get Aaron Francis out now he's a COVID idiot. Fuck him. Um, let's see what he's looking for when he enters the villa. He'll be on the lookout for some of the passion for life. 
do and anyone what do they say or and what they do are passion for life and what they do there you go i can't read saying i don't like when people are just doing a job to make money and then kind of just live for the weekend especially because i work on weekends aaron francis is without a shadow of a doubt the most boring man in the history of television i want people to enjoy living you do you live your best life carpe diem uh, fuck off aaron francis um now, Aaron Francis is maybe looking to make some waves with Sharon Gafka here, who's 25, civil servant. Fair play to you. Like many of us, Sharon could do with a break. And I mean, I like that. And if ever there was a place to go to chill out, it's Love Island. Um, She's looking to, I mean, what she wants, right, okay. She's looking to meet her perfect partner. She wants to meet somebody taller than her and to be able to match on her intellectual level. So they have to be able to colour within the lines of crayons. Fair play to that. Um, this next contestant is a girl with a name. It sounds like somewhere I would skinny dip. It's Liberty Pool. Liberty is a waitress and a marketing student from Birmingham. Like everyone else entering the villa, she's on the lookout for love. Um, she's never had... Um, dark, I've never had a nice and happy relationship. I don't know if that's in love or... Just, just generally speaking, I don't know. You know, it's just a miserable life. God love her. Um, I mean, she's 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 also very original. She'll probably try and hook up with Aaron Francis because she's a self-proclaimed social butterfly. Uh, probably crazy as well. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna fully go back and say she's my favorite now. Cause I just read the next line. Liberty works at Nando's. Big respect to Liberty. Um, and the partner she's looking for. Oh. I like a tall alpha male, confident, cheeky chap. But I thought they said also gay, but it says sort of guy. I mean, obviously that's always something combined with the player types, which is where I go wrong. So I'm trying to change my ways and go for more of a nicer guy that'll treat me right. Hugo Hammond, which sounds like a porn star, again, looks a bit like a porn star too. Um, he's a PE teacher from Hampshire. Um, he said a pretty bleak 2020. I mean, Hugo, haven't we all, brother? Um, he sent her in the villa to try and get some fun after not being able to go on any dates. He's like a grumpy child. As far as his job goes, um, he likes people. I mean, he likes... This is what I like about Hugo. Sometimes people are like, listen, I need to say the right things. I need to think about what to say. I need to come out with the right stuff. Hugo just fully comes out. They need to be physically attractive. Oh, no. Poor Hugo. Hugo was born with a club foot, but that didn't stop him following his cricket dream. He played for the England PD team, which is the physical disability team, and has travelled the world while doing it. So fair play to Hugo, that's good. You know, he is going in Love Island, he is beating down stereotypes of people with um, physical disabilities. And there's actually a link to the BBC page. But now BBC, what they have done, they have not decided to announce the lineup of Love Island and just be like casual about it. They've gone, Love Island announces a cast with a disabled contestant. It's been over a year since we got to experience the thrill of coupling off and mugging off in Casa Amor. I mean, it sounds like you're about to mug off Hugo here, BBC. But ITV Chiefs have confirmed the contestants will be heading into the villa. The lineup includes PE teacher Hugo Hammond from Hampshire, who plays physically disabled cricket for England. Fair play to him. And there's a link to another website here, which basically, I mean, it, all it does is say... Love Island has its first disabled contestant. I mean, what, what, where do you stand on that, Ben? What's your opinion on somebody with a disability 
going into Love Island, would you say that it should be made a fuss off like this article is? Or would you just be like, you know, it is what it is? Maybe the first time it's good to kind of acknowledge it and then yeah. it just be, well, why wouldn't you have someone like that? Yeah, and I mean, you look at this guy, Hugo, he's a, he's a hot guy, thick guy, he has a club foot. I don't know too much about club foot. I think it's something to do with like your foot's maybe born like with a tight like Achilles or something, twist your foot. I don't think it, your foot's flat on the ground. So maybe like when he's walking or whatever, it might be a bit noticeable. But other than that, he looks like a good strapping guy. And speaking of that, um, I don't think the disability thing should be made uh, an issue that people are saying, oh, you know, the, this article's basically saying it's only a step. It's not a leap in the right direction. But again, like anything, every Ben, are you ready for another analogy? Every journey no matter how long starts with the first step that's probably a slight thing to say about hugo but anyway that's what it is and i think it's good news and i think we should just embrace it and not make a big fuss of it yes someone may have a disability but just everyone should be welcome listen we're the rainbow nation here you know we bring everyone in we welcome them it doesn't matter as long as you're not a dickhead see if hugo comes in he's an absolute cock then you go listen i don't care he's a silver or not the guys are out get him out of there um but listen provide he's a good guy respect what i would do to mix up love island though would be rather than including you know obviously it's much more diverse this year it's a fair reflection of the country as a whole um and there's people with disabilities in there that's a great step forward they should just do an ugly one you know just everyone's thinking guys with big beer guts bald and heads i mean describe myself here you know women who maybe it's hard to describe like what what would you like, I mean? It's easy to describe a man as ugly. You worry about calling a woman ugly because people be like, "Oh, look at you! You fucking stink, a big bastard!" Calling a woman ugly. How dare you make her feel so bad? How dare you? But what I'm saying is, if you look like you're, you know, you know that haircut that a lot of people, lot a lot of women who would kick your fucking half. You know, it's kind of like down across here. It's like shaved up the back and like flicked out a bit here. The hair goes down to the hoop earrings. They smoke, they smoke and then when they, they put out one cigarette with the one they're putting out, they light another one. They have a tattoo on their arm that basically says, like, you know, basically it's a flute band. You know, they've got a flute band on their arm. They're big strapping women. They wear, you know, those tops that are, like, low cut down here and they have the shoulder out so you can see a tattoo and they have paw prints or a heart on their tits, you know, and they store things in their bra, get them in Love Island. The sort of woman that would suck off a 16-year-old at a bonfire, get them into Love Island, they would mix it up. Ugly brutes with those women that would the, the women suck your dick at the bony, get them in there, that would mix, I tell you what, that would be entertainment, you know. And then maybe throw the odd beard man in there, you know, hot, hunky guy, and then just people like that. I mean, I would watch that, and I mean, it wouldn't be... That wouldn't be sex world. That would just be called, I guess, Benidorm in the summertime. <laughs> just, yeah, just fill them in Benidorm and there you go. You've got what we want. Um, let's see who else we have. Brad um, is just, I mean, Brad's the cutest guy. Brad is very sexy. He's got the six pack. He's a labourer. I like that. He's from Northumberland. Um, what I like about Brad is he's no nonsense. There's no complex reason for Brad joining Love Island. He says... I want to date face to face. I like meeting people. I'm easy going. I'm laid back and I want to live in a hot country for a while. So in a nutshell, what it says Brad's dense, but fair play. Um I like that a lot. Um then you've you've got Chloe, 
who's cute. You have, I mean, Kaz, Kaz Camway, which sounds like, you know, something you'd request in Welsh. Hello, Kaz Camway, welcome to the show. Um, And then you've got, I mean, this guy's got a made-up job, Jake Cornish, which, of course, for any Gaelic speakers, we will know that that in English is just Jake Corn. Fair play to Jake. Um, and you know his job is? A water engineer. So, I mean, very well, that could just be a guy that plays in a paddling pool for for a job. And, oh no, he's come out of a seven-year relationship just before lockdown. And he's 22, so, I mean, nerd. Um, I mean, what a phrase. He's looking back to get on the dating horse. I read that wrong, so he's looking back to dating horses. I mean, that's offensive. You could do that in Benadorm sex world. And let's see. Blondes are normally his type, but he has some trust issues saying, main thing is having respect and having good fun and someone who will be loyal to you. I have messages from girls that have got boyfriends and husbands. That's why I don't trust anyone. Well, guess what? Back in the paddle and pull, Jake, because you're going to struggle in Love Island. And... Chloe Burrows is just a a pretty blonde woman and she is looking a bit of comedy in Love Island here. What you should do is just buy tickets to Monster Hall Show if it's comedy you're looking for. They've got a new guy called Toby Aramalaran. Aromalaran. Toby Aromalaran. Aromalaran sounds like something out of Star Wars but he's also a hot guy. Semi-pro footballer. Um which means he's not going to be able to be a preseason, get him sacked, and you have an old, the, the I mean, this is it, the old woman of the house, Faye, who's 26, the old woman of the house. Why is she signed up to be part of Love Island? Well, I mean, I love this, I'm bored. Why do you want to be in Love Island? Fuck, fucking bored, nothing else to do like that. So, she signed up, she's going to be in the sun, she says she's, Oh, out for having some fun. Um, I mean, I'm definitely in there in mini skirts, boobs out, bum out, turning up. And you can say, see the wife say to their husband, you're staying outside. So, I mean, what I'm going to say is we'll get behind Faye very early doors. She's old. She's a gilf. She's 26. She loves to get the boobs and bum out. And she says that the wife's watching home and be like, husband, outside. I love that. But um, there we have it. That is a that is an exciting time. Ben, how long have we been talking here for? I feel like I've been. T- you know what? I don't know how this episode's gone. I've enjoyed it. Have you? Good. You think so? Nah, this is not a cracker for me. I don't like it this week, but it is what it is. This is the joy of the podcast being out every week, non scripted, episodic production. It is what it is. Subscribe, guys. Um, let me see. And here, if you want to get more of this shit. You can subscribe to Patreon too, where I do a bonus episode every single week. And guess what, Ben? What's coming to Patreon? And we have a date. What's coming? It's off weird. The first episode is going to be released on Patreon on the 23rd of July. So basically a month from now. Much like the actual Champions League, the draw happens first. Then there's a bit of time and then... It all comes out. So the 23rd of July will be the first episode of the Champions League of Weird, which would be great. You know, and I'm actually not going to be here in the country when that drops because here, I'm going into the island. Yeah. Is it the Love Island or is it Sex World? Who knows? Either way, I'm, I'm going to be away for a bit. Um, but guess what? Ben said he's going to make sure there is a podcast for the two weeks I'm away. 
So how he's going to do that, he said, like, you know whenever Oliver Reed died during the filming of Gladiator and he used, like, CGI to just make him up? That's what Ben's going to do. He's going to CGI me in here for an episode, you know? There you go. I mean, the last time you've used my audio clips to make sentences, it was very cancelable. There was a lot of things you said. And now again, people will be like, but he just cut the things you said. Yes, but out of context. May I add, out of context. And Ben's done a lot of stuff. Remember you took advantage of me when I fell asleep um, during a Boytown recording? Hmm? And uh, you made it look as though I was dreaming of a sexy man on a horse. There was no horse in the dream. So, egg on your face. But if you want some bonus content, get over to Patreon. The Champions League aware it's going to be a real fucking good time. The Euros are they? They're over by then, aren't they? So what else do you what What other football based banter do you want? It's get over to the Champions League weird. It's nothing to do with football. But all what I will say is there has been an amendment. There's a member has been dropped from the Champions League weird, and he's now in the Europa League of weird. And there is Van Morrison is replacing him in the Champions League weird. So that's good. Um. How long did you say I've been talking for? Just, um, just over 40. Oh, fucking right. Um, but there's been a new review this week, which, by the way, I want to call this guy out. He's a long-term listener of the podcast. He's a patron, and he's only reviewing the podcast. Now, Violin Mick, what's going on? Come on. You, I thought I thought you'd have been down from day one. I thought you'd have been the number one review on the podcast, but you're only doing it now. And to be fair, you've said father, husband, comedian, philanthropist, champagne connoisseur, everything I'm not. Cheers, Dave. Now, don't put yourself... This is another thing. Mick, don't put yourself down to put me on a pedestal. Because what I'm saying is, see, sometimes to appreciate yourself, it's not about the destination. Ben, is it? What It's it's about the route. It's not about the mountain top. It's about the route you have on the way to the top of the mountain. It's about having a route when you're climbing a mountain. That's what it's about. It's about going up the morns with a boner and being proud of it. You know, go up the walk the morns, go up Slave Donard with a hard on. Eat a pack of potato, get it right down, drink a pint of Guinness, then put the empty pack of potato over your wab and march to the top and plant your flag into the fucking top of Slave Donard. You know, whether it's Slave Donard, whether it's Steve Donard, stick your boner in it. And be proud to be who you are, Mick. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Miles, I've got a, I've got a note here saying Ulster Hall. By the way, guys, tickets are still available for Ulster Hall. We've over half sold, and it's not. A, remember, I tried to explain this last week, Ben. Say the mountain tops here, okay? And this is the start of the mountain. All right, Ben. Yeah. This is the halfway point. You're this far on, so you're further. You're closer to the mountain top, but there's not enough tickets left. So what I'm saying is if you haven't got a ticket already, you need to get quick because once we get closer to the mountain, once people start having confidence that everything's going to be open again in December, which it will be, people start snapping up. So go on to my social media, get whatever you want, and also follow the link in my bio to get tickets to the Ulster Hall Show. That is my point. Um, There's more gigs coming up this week, which is great. They're all sold out, so there's no point talking about them. But listen, I'm, I can't wait to do more stand-up. And you know what else I can't wait for, Ben? To get back into my house tonight and shave my pubes because I am sponsored by Manscaped. And Manscaped are the masters of below-the-belt male grooming. They they are obsessed with men's pubic hair. 
They're obsessed with men's balls. They're like me. They're obsessed with cocks. But unlike me, they're obsessed with bald cocks. Pubeless willies. And not pubeless in that they haven't grown. Pubeless in that they have grown and been removed. You know what? That's like that saying, Ben. Isn't it? It's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. It's better to have had pubes and shaved them off than to never have pubes at all. Which some people don't. You know, we've all gone to school with that guy that was a pubeless wonder and always has been, always will be. Maybe guys had puberty in their 40s. You look like you had puberty about 11, Ben. Would I be right in saying? You're a beard guy. You're pretty hairy all over, it looks like. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I actually had to shave my legs and armpits whenever I was in secondary school because none of the other boys had pubes. And I did and didn't want to look weird. So I just gave myself a Hollywood shave with a bick, which wasn't a pleasant experience. But thankfully now, I don't have to worry about bicking my pubes and getting all those little spots on them and people being like, oh my God, it's wrong. Your dick man is infected. I'm like, shut up. You haven't got pubes yet, you wee fruit. And then I just shaved them off with this Salon War 3.0. The wheel. The pyramids. Flatbread pizzas, you know, all innovations over time. The lawnmower 3.0. Say goodbye to pubes. Skin safe technology, LED light. Shave off your pubes, say no night. The manscaped have a range of so many other substances as well. They've got ball deodorant, they've got crop preserver. All you ever need. If you smell my balls now, you know what you'd say, Ben? Yummy, because I've been using the Manscaped products. And also, if you want your body to smell like your balls, you've got this fantastic cologne, the Manscaped Refined Cologne. And it's so refined because it is the fragrance that should be on your balls, you know, but it's on your neck. So people are like, oh my God, does that guy smell like his cock? Yes. And is there a, a better smell than a man's three-piece sweet, Ben? Absolutely, Absolutely not. Get on the manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Use the code SLYGUY, all capitals, at manscaped.com. That's SLYGUY, at manscaped.com. Yes, there are other podcasts out there. Oh, with bigger listens and more, but fuck. They don't need your money. I do. Because as I've said before, Ben, although so much as I love the route to the end of the destination on this podcast, money helps, all right? No, I'm not doing another fucking analogy. I need the dough. Get on there and see if Manscaped don't continue sponsoring me past June, which they have to do a wee review period. They'll be they'll be told where to go. <laughs> I mean, the problem with that is I have to actually send them a link to uh, the reads I do on the podcast. So if they're listening, they'll be listening, they'll be told where to go. Here, Manscaped, you heard it here first. I keep sponsoring the podcast, you'll be told where to go, all right? Fuck off. Um, thanks for sponsoring. The podcast is also brought to you by Modest Beer. Ben, why have you not bought me a new seat? This seat's too creaky. Modest Beer is a small independent brewery based right here in Hollywood, County Down. Modest make delicious beers, IPA, stouts, crafts, lagers. I don't know, they make them all and they taste so good. Modest are not here to try and revolutionise the local beer market. No, Ben, they're not here to try and revolutionise it. You know why? Because they're fucking modest. They just want to improve it with their own unique brand. They're not saying, listen, don't drink other beers. If anything, they're saying, do drink other beers, but also drink our beer too. Become an alcoholic, drink yourself to death, but when you do so, make sure it's with a modest IPA, all right? And these guys are superb. The branding's amazing, the taste of the beer's fantastic. The buzz you get, mmm, the taste's supreme. And I mean, you name another guy, it's advertising a beer whilst using a slogan for another beer. None of them. 
None of them. Modest beer. Probably the best beer in the world. If you want to know more about Modest, check them out at www.modest.co.uk or check them on social medias with the handle at Modest Beer. And when you're drinking a Modest, tag your boy. We'll share it out there. Mick himself, violin Mick, Mick Conlon, has been drinking Modest. He's been sharing it out there. People have been loving it. He's been dissing himself in my reviews. Don't do that, mate. Enjoy the route. Travel to the top of the mountain with your route and be proud. Put a tin of Modest when you get the top get a tin of modest beer and force your dick you know into the wee drink hole of the beer just twist it on twist it on and be loud be proud say I drink modest beer and I'm a great man and that's all you want to do um we have a third sponsor but we haven't figured out um what way we're going to bring that back on board yet we've had a wee bit of a period of break in that and listen my feelings still remain the same great spot still checking out best breweries in town but we'll hopefully be back on next week again. We've just sorted a few things admin-wise. Michael Curra said, Hey Dave, is it coming home? Baffles me that every tournament England are favourites. Well, on paper, England should be favourites for this uh, Euros because their fucking team's amazing on paper. But on, in practicalities, they're shite. They couldn't beat Scotland. Scotland probably should have beaten them if it wasn't for a bit of squintiness and also a wonder save from Jordan Pickford. By the way, if people are like, why Steve keep picking his nose? I'm not picking my nose. I have a little stray hair in my moustache keeps shooting up my nose and make me feel like I want to sneeze. Ah! But yeah, I think England are favourites. I put money on them winning after last week's bet about Spain. I don't even fucking bet anymore. But anyway, Morka said, watched Fatherhood based on your recommendation. Recommendation, not recommendation. And um, what's the most you've ever cried at a film? Nearly five. Have you seen Fatherhood? Oh, it's a new film with Kevin Hart and it's on Netflix and it tells a story of a single father trying to raise his daughter and I don't know whether it was because I watched it on Father's Day I don't know whether it was just that I was a bit hungover I don't know what it was it hit me in the feels within the first 12 minutes of the film I was hysterically crying I probably cried intermittently three to four times more during it it was an upsetting film it was just such a relatable thing because I don't know about you Ben as a dad but do you relate things to yourself like if something happened, would you be, oh, I imagine if that happened to my wife or I imagine if that happened to my kids and that just makes you sad? Bro, my heart is crying. My wife was like, why are you crying, you fucking big sop? And I was just like, because I'm heartbroken and it's so sad what's happening to him and he's trying to cope, but it's so hard to cope with the support of my wife. And I just was watching it go, and this is beautiful. And the performance from Kevin Hart, brilliant. Now, if you take a step back and go, was it a, a 10 out of 10 film? No. Probably could have been better at the end. It's a bit like, fuck's sake. Once I got all the crying out of me, I was like, I could do better, you know, but it was a nice watch. It doesn't have to have a lot of a lot of thinking. Johnny Maxwell's correctly said, what made you go fuck's sake this year uh, or this week? I mean, this year, COVID, but um, this week, made me go fuck's sake was uh, England because I bet them to beat Scotland minus two. I thought they'd fucking hump them. And they drew nil each. And I'll have Harry Kane to score in every game. I've got him in my dream team. And the stupid, squinty, Tottenham bastard couldn't hit this fucking horse's ass with a banjo the minute he's shite. Now, that being said, you'll probably bury about seven past the checks tomorrow. And I'll be egging my face. But who cares? Naomi said, not even going to tell you what this is. I'll leave it as a surprise. And she sent me a link, which I imagine will be Pornhub. Let's see. Um, I mean, Naomi's... My name is Thomas Tom Scott Ridgewell, and 
Oh no. It's a um a fourteen minute video on a weird sex toy. Let me see. Is this a sucker device that you found before? Oh no, it's a it looks like it's a rubber oh no, it's every sex toy. I mean you know what I'm gonna absolutely do for sure? Watch this, just not now when I'm recording a podcast. I will watch this and I'll get back to it next week and we will talk about um some of the, well, what this looks like is a, a, a glove with dicks in the end of the fingers. So rather than just having your fingers to do sexual things, the you know, dick fingers? I mean, wow. I will watch that and get back to you next week, Naomi, all right? Um, I, I, do you ever just read things that don't quite, like, you say a word first, then you say, I have, Michael Pollard is the name of the person asking this question, but he said, hey, big papa, so whatever way my eyes looked down the screen and flipped back, I thought the question was from somebody called Papa Pollard, which, by the way, is a super name, and would definitely be somebody I would phone in Boytown to uh, arrange a bespoke fish tank be brought into their hotel room for sure, but um, big papa Pollard has said, hey, big papa, what piece of clothing do you wish would make a comeback into fashion? Have you ever seen massive JNCO jeans? Jinko jeans, no I haven't seen them but definitely check them out, what I would say I would like to come back is basically loyalist paramilitary garb from the early noughties um, you know definitely pink polo shirts for sure feeling that, what about Von Dutch hats, they were pretty popping back in the day weren't they, I've seen a few of them recently as if they're making a comeback I used to have a few of them back in the day, threw them out see if I still had them Ben I'd be, I'd be coining it in but don't, sold them, so you know, and by sold them, I mean put them in the bin. And by put them in the bin, I mean my wife probably sold them. Why the fuck do you have these? Threw them in the bin. Um, Liam McReynolds has said, where did the term AG come from? Do you think? Apparently it's a surname in America. I mean, is it a, a surname in America or is it just gay? Like, ah, gay. Oh, no. Historically, surnames evolve. That is an actual surname, ah, gay. I mean, is it AG? Oh my god, in 1880 there were six AG families living in Washington. This was 100% of all the recorded AGs in the USA. Washington had hired the highest population of AG families in 1880. Oh wow. Census records can tell you a little about the history, such as the occupation. Wow. I mean, that's quite impressive. The AGs are all dead, they're all lived out. By the way, I saw a poll this week to say that there's going to be no more Garys by 2050, so that's pretty sad because Garys are great name. That being said, if your missus has nine months, you know, growing a child beautifully inside her stomach, um, then has a difficult birth. What is what's happening there? When do you think the last Gary was named? Two thousand one. Two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen's the last ever Gary. The last newborn baby called Gary was twenty fourteen. So what I'm saying, listen, there's some guys out there that aren't doing a lot for Gary's. You know, the leader of the gang himself. Hey, da, 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 da. Not good for Gary's. Um, but yeah, Gary's will be all, all dead soon. Gary's will be extinct. Gary's will be like the dodo. No more Gary's. But like I said, you get pregnant, you carry the baby for nine months, you maybe go through uh, the birth process, which is such a difficult, you know, stressful, tough experience. And then to be given this little bundle of life, you look at it and go, Gary, you know, that's a problem. That's child abuse to an extent. Um, Jamie Harrison has said, any epic rugby stories, Dave? Jamie. Far too many. Too many so that I might actually take a bit of time to think about that and talk about it at a later stage as well. Maybe over one of my holiday podcasts, which I will do. But 
I feel like I've been here talking for long enough. And that's the end of the podcast. So please rate and review the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, definitely subscribe on YouTube. Share it out on, on, on Facebook. Share it on fucking Instagram. I'm too tired. I'm exhausted today, guys. I'm sorry. Too much sun, too much coke when I might be in a paramilitary. So, guys, um, enjoy the week, but do share the podcast. It does help. I appreciate it. Ben appreciates it. Godspeed. Take care. I'll see you on Patreon or next week. I'm the slack guy.